Hey now, welcome to the City Off Campus podcast with your two favorite hosts, Sammy Summerfeld and Jack McFarland. So Jack, big news today on this Tuesday, TB12 is officially retired. Officially, officially. Yeah, double officially. Right, yeah. I, I think what, what stinks about this retirement is it's going to have this little asterisk next to it of how everybody yeah. knew kind of like before he wanted to know. And it's one of the biggest retirements that we would have ever experienced if it was like on his terms, if we were still waiting to see if he'd come back. I I wish it didn't happen now. You know, I wish it was like after the Super Bowl type deal, but Tom Brady gone. I don't know how many years he played, like 22 or something. 22. Yeah, that's 22. insane. We'll never see another one like him, and if we do, and he led the league in passing yards, touchdowns this year. You know, like yeah, yeah. forty-four. I don't know why he didn't go until forty-five. I'm pretty sure he said himself he could. So I, I wish he kind of did this whole like spite tour. And he basically did though. Yeah, he basically he did because he turns forty-five in August. So it's like if he ended this, he would have been healthy next year to do it. So I think it also proved, okay, I could do it if I wanted to. Yeah, but I also don't think he wanted to make it like an ugly exit out of Tampa. Yeah, exactly. That that team was screwed. So it was kind of like, he needs to get get out. And hey, best sports team player we'll ever see. Like career-wise, I don't know if we'll ever see what Tom Brady did again. Um, The fact that he, you know, brought six seven championships, whatever, to two different cities, and he was successful and in his prime in both. Like, think about what Jordan did when he went to Washington compared to, like, what Brady did when he went to Tampa. Right. Two totally different ends of their careers. Brady never stopped his peak. I think that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. His peak never ended. Yeah, yeah. And that's incredible no. for a 44-year-old. Granted, the NFL is built around him, his quarterback, like, player to last longer. But his, his like, peak never never descended. It was incredible. Like, I was thinking about it. We don't know an NFL without Tom Brady in our lifetime so far. No. And think about it. He's gone. Big Ben's gone. Big Ben, he played our entire school time. Like, from 04 to now. Like, we literally went through elementary school, middle school, high school, college with Big Ben as the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, here, here, here's the list of the quarterbacks that we have now seen leave that we had as like perennial names that the NFL had been known for. Okay, we have Peyton Manning. Yeah. We have Tom Brady. Yep. Drew, Drew Brees. Roethlisberger. Philip Rivers. You could say Carson Palmer because he was really good when we were around. Um, you could say Eli Manning. You, you could definitely say Eli Manning. You could definitely say Brett Favre, but that was like tail end. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a big list of really good quarterbacks. That's Huge a list. really good. And I think we have a good young crop in here, and I'm going to say that cliche thing of like, we're in good hands. Like, we have good young quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, man. No, he be- left at a – he honestly left, though, in terms of quarterbacking at a perfect time because oh, yeah. he's the only one – at that, like, you know, at this level still, who's going to be there all alone. And there's, you know, Lamar, Pat, Herbert, Burrow, um, Kyler, like, just to name Josh those Allen. five. Josh Allen at six. Like, those six are, like, the next crop. And, the, and it's so cool to see how we had those 
Hall of Famers when we were growing up, and now we see this new generation. And I had a buddy who he said like he wasn't totally bought in on Joe Burrow yet. And I try to tell him we didn't get to experience it really as kids seeing like a superstar really come into their own. But I think we're yeah. actually doing like seeing that with oh, Joe yeah. Burrow, and we've seen that with Josh Allen. We we're trying to see it with Kyler and Lamar has obviously done it, but Joe Burrow is that other level of confident yet he doesn't overwhelm me with his physical abilities he's just there he's just a winner and at at some point you just have to tip your cap and say this this guy's got it i think he's he's gonna be the next quarterback that gets drafted by those that so and then just never leaves he'll never leave cincinnati and that's so cool so the thing with joe burrow that i find so fascinating is Remember back in April, everybody's like, they need an offensive tackle to protect Burrow coming off his ACL. They're like, don't, it'd be fun to get Jamar Chase, but don't get him because how is he going to throw him the ball if he's getting hit? Without Jamar Chase, they wouldn't be in the position they're in now. No, exactly. And I'm curious to see. We obviously have the Super Bowl in like a week and a half. I'm very curious to see how that offensive line holds up against Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Me and Leonard too. Floyd. Because the Rams, I mean, it was either the Rams or the Niners, and I think either of their fronts were going to give absolute fits to the Bengals. I think Burrow yeah. is going to be running for his life realistically, but he has been all playoffs, and he's been, yeah, like I said, lights out. So you can't, like, doubt him. But then you look at the other side, and you go, well, Matthew Stafford. They literally actually- have a Pro Bowl defense. <laughs> Yeah, and Matthew Stafford's over there cementing his Hall of Fame yeah. legacy as like right no, like before the, our eyes. I I, th- I think even if Stafford loses this game and doesn't go back to the playoffs, he gets cemented yeah. as a Hall of Fame exactly from it's this just one year. This, this run he's had, we've never seen before from him. And yeah. how, how many more years does he have in LA? Mm, this two, I want to say. What were you going to say? But the thing with Stafford, the too is think about it the two guys with these crazy receiving seasons are cooper cup and calvin johnson he's the old he's the quarterback for both of them like that doesn't show his talent i don't know what does but dude like this has been the most fun playoffs i think we've seen like it's honestly i have to say it's and this is kind of a you know weird way of putting it but i'm kind of glad the bears weren't in this playoffs because we just got to appreciate the playoffs and the football games that were played and not have any stress as a fan. Well, it feels like we've been having that for the last you know decade or so, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, but this, this but playoffs, saying, yeah, it's, all, yeah, game after game, they were fun games. There yeah, wasn't that like usually there's that one game from the weekend everybody talks about. This it's every game. It's been literally every game you have to watch it. Well, it, it feels like every single game has came down to the wire, but it also, it, every single, and when I put this in air quotes, you guys who are listening can't see, but I mean it like underdogs. Once you're in the playoffs, you're not an underdog, but it feels like every but single underdog wanna, I have a fun given stat. the best I have a fun, shot. I have a fun stat. What's the record of home teams winning in the last two rounds of the playoffs? Home teams? You know it? Yeah. It's got to be. Oh, you got to give me good. a record. Don't count it. Just give me a record off the top of your head. Oh, and four. Oh, and four. Two and four. Okay. In this playoffs. And that's two so and four. Cool. The home team winning. That's like so the cool. road team winning four times. That's 
Like that shows how excited. And the margin of victory has been like 21 points total between all the games. That's what the NFL would want. I, I don't think this playoffs could have gone any better. I mean, it probably could have if it ended with uh, Mac Jones going against Tom Brady, maybe. Um, but in, in the end. Yeah, this, I mean, that would have been the storybook yeah, ending. Th- this playoffs has been, you know, everything you, you would have wanted. And to have, like, Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl and the chance to beat the Rams gives every Bears fan a glimmer of hope that we got punked by the Rams, but then we beat the Bengals. And if the Bengals beat the Rams – we're technically Super we're, Bowl champs. Yeah, Super Bowl champs, I know. It's the UCF national champs theory. Right. So that's always something just to remember as a Bears fan because we don't get to take part usually in this part of the year. So it's cool. Yeah. That's always yeah. cool. But, you know, I, I don't have a prediction for this game yet because, truthfully, my it's heart – two weeks away. We're not making predictions now. No, we but I'm, I'm just – my, 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 first, my first bet, I think mm-hmm. – my roommate said this, so I'm not going to take the credit. Aaron Donald, Super Bowl MVP. It was plus okay. 2,000. Wow. And for a guy that's the greatest of all time, who's finally made it to the Super Bowl, it's not like anybody on the Bengals can stop him from doing that, you know? That sounds like too good to be true. That's a great yeah. bet. That's my first bet that I saw, and I was like, hey, that sounds like it could happen. But, you know, Stafford, Cup, that whole story, like we've said. Yeah, I also think, though, that, like, this is, like, the – like, this is, like, teed up for the Rams as good as it gets. They moved to L.A. five years ago. They have the best stadium in the NFL now, like, the most high-tech, gorgeous stadium. The Super Bowl is at that stadium, and they have everything you need from stars to talent to being fun to watch on the football field for them to win this. And it just feels like that, like, could they fuck it up? Like, I'm just like, could they fuck it up? But then what type of world would it be if the Bengals are Super Bowl champs? I think it would be a world that I would love to live in because that's America's team. I think a lot of people around the world oh, yeah. America would be thrilled to see Joe Burrow lift the trophy. But besides, like, he has become – in essence, I think like America's sweetheart because he's just got such a swagger to him that you can't not like. He's been getting, and he's he's been been getting successful. He's been getting Broadway joke comparisons to Joe Namath. Like he's like that next, like, you know, just cool guy. Like, you know, has the swagger all that. I like that press conference. And he's like, I make way too much for these to be fake. Damn right. You do Joe. Damn right you do. Thank you for keeping it real. And you brought up the Patriots. Well, a few minutes ago, Josh McDaniels now head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, yeah. which it's interesting because I honestly, I wanted him to kind of stay the OC with New England forever and just to see him take over for Bill and see what happens from there. And then maybe make Tom Brady like his like you know GM or something like you know, just get a little wild with it. But him in Las Vegas with Derek Carr with a one year deal left on his contract, I think there could be a lot of drama that plays out next season in Vegas. Maybe I think he'll like Derek Carr. But what I said to myself right when I saw McDaniel's pick the Raiders, that immediately just became my favorite division to watch. Because I think oh, McDaniels yeah. is going to give 
Mahomes and Herbert fits. Fits, fits, fits. They're going to be an even bigger thorn in their side, the Raiders, that is. I cannot wait. Because McDaniels has that little Belichick slimy. Well, the thing, too, though. He'll fuck him up, definitely, a couple times. Well, the thing, though, too, is McDaniels, think about when he went to Denver. He was a 33-year-old head coach. Very immature. He handled the Jay Cutler situation terribly. Like, there was a lot of stuff that went wrong in Denver back then. And he just wasn't ready for the moment. What did he do he wrong in that situation? Years. Hold on, I just want to stop. I, I actually have like no specifics on how that fallout happened. Do you? Yeah, they basically just started shopping Jay, and they did never talk to him about it. And Jay's like, "If you're gonna shop me, I want out of here. I'm done." That was kind of what, what was happened. it Josh's idea? Yeah. Damn. It was yeah, him and management. Yeah, but um, but. The thing is, though, with um, Josh McDaniels is you just think about, dude, like said 11 more years to just hone his craft, win more Super Bowls. He did what he did with Mac Jones, kind of proved himself all over again with that. I think he's going to be a top 10 coach in the NFL in the next five years. Easily. And I'm, you know, I I think the Raiders finally got like a, not to say Gruden wasn't a good coach, but obviously his fallout happened and i think mcdaniels is one of the first raider coaches outside of john gruden's two stints where you could say this guy's really qualified to be here and do it you know, oh raiders, yeah raiders never really have that guy jack del rio for a little i think but it was like truthfully yeah they don't he only had two good seasons really yeah and you're like well these guys just don't really ever have it and granted now the division's at its toughest I, that's a phenomenal hire lord knows how much he's getting paid because i bet he got a bag and their gm is the director of player personnel from the patriots i think so yep. that's a good get i think that they'll work well together um but I, I i think it's i think it's a really good get for the raiders they don't it really seems like they never get anything right they got Derek car right other than that really seems like they just don't get anything right at one point they'd khalil mack and Mari cooper on their team why wouldn't you keep them somehow well, speaking of Khalil Mack, I think the Bears trade Khalil Mack in the offseason. Mm, they would have That's to eat. I think I'm going to look it up, but off the top of my head, I think they would have to eat <laughs> much money to make it even worthwhile at this point. Because we've got a new Ryan, new Matt in the building, running our organization, Ryan and Matt 2.0. And um, the new Ryan was talking about how we're going young, building through the draft, being smart in free agency. I don't know. It just doesn't sound like some of these older guys are going to be around. I, I, I think you can count on Khalil. I mean, if someone offers a first, you don't say no. I honestly hope we trade Quinn. <sighs> Look. I, I think both of them are going to be good with the four three we're bringing in. And if we keep both of them and bring them into next year, I'm not totally against it, but if it does come to, you know, push comes to shove, you got to move one or the other. I, I am really not against that concept either. You can't have two really old edge rushers at the same time, especially on a team that really, I mean, yes, I have said they have business in contention, but if you want to fill holes elsewhere and don't want to, overload the defense like the bears have done for our entire lifetime and yeah like i'm cool with that idea it just has to for khalil has to be a first you can't i don't think you can settle for a second 
the guy's 30 years old. You could argue he's priming just at the end of his prime, maybe. And it's like, if you're not going to get a first and a guy that could arguably become Khalil, if not better, what are we trading him for? You know, but you got it. Yeah. You got to do something. And like we've talked about with, with David Kaplan, like we always wanted to move Robert Quinn and we were thinking about it this year, but the guy was a killer. And if we had them on opposite sides and we, you know, trim up the defense, we cut Goldman, we cut Trevathan, we get another DB, cut Gibson on the back end. We could actually still have a decent defense and still have like younger guys in there. But I'm interested to see how this 4-3 works. Roquan won't be our middle linebacker anymore. So we're going to have to probably sign somebody. There's not a whole lot of good names out there either. So the Bears are either going to have to overpay or just get – you know a name that I saw that I actually really like, Sam? Josie Jewell coming off a torn pectoral muscle. Ooh. Get some Hawkeye blood in there. I like that. I, I like think, that. I think he could be okay for like a first or second down oh, yeah. middle linebacker that can like sit that gap and play. I, I'll take Josie. I would too. I'll take him. I would too. No. Hold on. A name, another name that I think Bears fans actually kind of enjoy hearing thrown around, Jalen Smith. Would you want Jalen Smith on the Bears? I wouldn't. That was my take. I hate, I hate him. As a player, not as a person, he's gone through a time. I mean, he was on the Packers for a minute, literally a minute. He got cut, and then he got picked up by the Giants. But the reason I ask is Iberflus was the linebacker coach in Dallas when Jalen made the Pro Bowl like two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago, okay? Like, it wasn't that long ago. So if he's fallen that far off the cliff, well, then so be it. But that name's going to be swirling around for a little because they have that connection. And Leighton Vander Esch. That's another connection. Yeah. He's a free agent. No, you know who, you know who I care about us getting back. I want Rod Marinelli back on the Bears. That's what I'm riding right now. Yeah, I've seen some whispers rumors. of that. Rumors. Bring, bring Rod back. back. Let's bring Vic back and let's just run it. That's what I want to see. I honestly, if we, if they brought Ron back, I could see them. Maybe if they don't bring Ron, they could bring Lovey back. That would be fun. Yeah, it's like a linebacker coach or DC, DB coach or something. DC. Make him call a defense. Oh, DC. Flus has already said he won't call a defense. So if you give Lovey his defense, and it's the same philosophy as Lovey's. Yeah, that would be amazing. We don't have to have Lovey worry about the offense. Just, Trade for Robbie Gold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got Cairo. Like, we actually got a good Yeah, game. but we need, we need one guy from the 06 team. We need a punter. And I can't wait we to do. find a new one. I think O'Donnell's gone. I'm going to have to. I heard Brad Maynard might come back. Oh, my God. What was the other guy's? Uh, was uh, Adam Podlish? Was that the other guy? Something. Yeah, Podlish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm going to have to retire the Pat O'Donnell bench more than Clowney at the Combine stat once he leaves the Bears. But I, I wasn't impressed with him this year. And I never punted the ball. But as a yeah. fan sitting on the couch. He didn't get the job done. So he had that he had that huge swag though. Being a Miami guy, he he did bring the swag as a puncher. I will admit. Yeah, and he was hot. So he had that going for him as well. You don't really <laughs> see a lot of punters carry that swagger. You don't know, facially as well. So long and story then, short, Bears hmm. they're they're back. And last thing, I saw a video of Iberflus and Poles dapping up Justin Fields. It was very clean. They both know how to dap him up. It was. Oh, I saw that too. I was gonna say. 
I think Fields is going to like these guys. I do too. I think he's, I mean, he's never played with a defensive coach ever. Yeah. Well, the thing though, too, is Matt 2.0 is what I'll be calling him forever, but Matt 2.0 literally. That's so not fair of you. He's like so different than him. If it was Brian Dable. That's a good thing. That's what I'm saying. It's the better Matt. No, no, I don't want to hear it like that. I don't want to hear it because that so, makes me think back to 1.0. So, Coach 2.0, um, sure. one of the things I liked about this hire, though, was the fact that we got a guy who could manage the team. Like, you know, when we talk about guys who can just manage the locker room and manage both sides of the ball, let the coordinators do their job and just go from there and have an overall philosophy. Um I really like that he's not running the defense. I like that he's going to pass on to a DC. We have an OC who's going to run it from Green Bay and go from there. Yeah, I I know nothing about uh, Getzy, guy from Green Bay, who's the passing game coordinator. Look, I mean, yeah, and QB coach. Yeah, if you if you if you coach with a Hall of Famer, you understand anything that like the Hall of Famers had implemented into his career. Yeah, I want to pick your brain and figure out what that is. But it's TBD to see if Getzy's any decent because he's just another name that was with Aaron yeah. Rodgers and Aaron looked good. And, you know, who knows if Getzy's any good? We'll see. I, so, I'm excited because it actually makes me believe that the Bears want to throw the ball. You know, they want to throw the ball. I like that. We need to throw it a little more. Of, I mean, yeah. But there's only one thing I want to see from this coaching staff. I just care them about. They need to do one thing different than Matt 1.0. And that is assign captains for the season, not for the game. It's a good point. Have leadership and consistency. That's the only thing I care about them establishing. Is not, oh, um, our long snapper gets to be the captain today. Congrats. Like this is peewee football. You're the captain. No, you're the captain. Everyone's a captain. I have a list of all the Bears captains from the year, and I'm trying to find it in my camera roll. It is. It was so soft. It was so soft. It is one of the longest lists that shouldn't be as long as it is, and I'm buying myself time right now by just filibustering and talking. I found it. Here's the list. For all Bears fans out there, you know these names. Jermaine Effetti. Damari Bird, Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer, Jesse James, third string tight end, Marquise Goodwin, Jimmy Graham, Allen Robinson, James Daniels, Andy Dalton, Eddie Jackson, Bruce Irvin, Eddie Goldman, Kemix, Nichols, Jalen Johnson, Pat O'Donnell, Williams. I don't even know who Williams is. Williams. <laughs> Scales, our long snapper. Good call. Jakeem Grant. Iggy, our backup linebacker. Yeah. Cairo. And then our terrible slot corner that should have never played, Xavier Crawford. Um, Christian Jones, uh, a, like, linebacker that didn't play a ton. C- captain for and five games. he came games. back, like, yeah. Captain for five games. Guess how many – David Montgomery, Roquan, and Darnell were captains for three. Cleo Mack, two. Robert Quinn, two. What, wh- why isn't it David Montgomery, Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack, quarterback that should be your captains period i remember a day sam yep. when the bears had the captain patch and it had the stars and Erlocker had the nice gold one because he was the captain for so many years yes that's 
I same with Olin. Those days, I miss those days. That was so consistent. That's what I'm saying. They gotta, they gotta bring it back. It's a good point. It's a good point. Because when you don't know who your leaders are, how you run a locker room? You can't. It's impossible. If everyone's a captain, they're all leaders. Like, who's not a leader then? You know. Precisely. So. I went through the same problem in high school. They, they elected like eight captains our senior year. I was like, what? Why? Just pick like four. How many kids' parents paid for their kids to be captains? And four? Shit, shit, probably. It was like, why Why do we have so many? I guess we were just so leadership-filled that yeah, you just couldn't stop and not pick any. Providence just spewed out leadership that they they just couldn't even like contain it. They just had to make sure that you could get every ounce of leadership on your team. You said it on me. Yeah. What next? What are we talking but, about next? I mean, talking about things that irk me in sports. Yeah, you uh you need you have a little something to get off your chest about the Cubs. I do. I do. So, you know the, the goat the the goat of baseball operations, Theo Epstein, obviously no longer works for the Cubs. And that is very tragic. And so with that, um, now the Ricketts basically run the show completely. And, you know, I'm going to choose my words wisely, but good old Tom, good old Tom and fam, they decide, hey, we're going to add a sports book to Wrigley Field. Cool. Everybody doesn't care. Great. Add the sports book. Problem is they're moving all the statues. They're moving Ron Santos statue. Ernie Banks' statue, I think Harry Carey's statue, all for the sports book. Where are they going to put spitting. that? They are just putting them in a, in a storage and just holding them? Yeah, there yeah, there's no formally announced where they're going to store them. So they're just basically spitting on Cubs traditions and Cubs talent. It's just what, horrible. What's been the reception of Cubs Twitter? I'm not on that side of the web. People think it's disrespectful. Are they like an insulting for the Ricketts or are they just moving on? I think a little bit of both. <laughs> I, I, do Cubs fans like the Ricketts? I genuinely don't. Uh, know. I think a lot of the, you know, see, Cubs baseball is like a religion, okay? There are things that are super sacred, and when they're messed with, it turns off the orthodox. Name the three most sacred powers. things about the Cubs. The Ivy, our World Series trophy, and Wrigleyville. Okay. And right. the scoreboard. But, All right, pretty good. And one of the issues with the Ricketts is they've commercialized Wrigleyville to a point where it doesn't even look like Wrigleyville anymore, really. It almost looks like a Utopia Cubs Disney World is the best way to put it. But isn't that a and good so, thing, though? So I like it personally. Yeah. I like, I like, I miss some of the old crummy stuff about Wrigleyville, but like the mix of it, I like now though, because it's just more functional and more fun to like, you know, use some of the different things, but the traditionalists absolutely hate it. They think it was destroyed. So that's why they hate the Ricketts. Then people hate the Ricketts because they didn't even want to pay Anthony Rizzo the bag for basically giving us a world series trophy but that's a whole other topic 
They didn't want to pay Chris Bryan. I don't really blame them for that, but I wish we like, I wish they handled it better. And quick, so, hold on, quick uh, editorial side. Where do you think he, Chris Bryan's going to sign this off season? Still the Cubs. I mean, I'm always going to ride the Cubs. Okay, but, but is it still the Cubs? You still think they'll get him? So the place I thought he could go, I just don't know if they'd spend the money because of the contracts they already have, but it would be a perfect fit for him is the Padres. That would be like the perfect fit for him just because he can be, he could be out West. He can you know be close to Vegas, be in the warmth, just dominate. And he can play outfield basically. It's not what I had in mind, but. Good, good idea. He's not going to the White Sox, though, 100%. He doesn't want to be with old, drunk Tony. Jesus Christ, you hammer that narrative. You love calling him a drunk. It's so disrespectful. He is, though. Would you, call, is, would you say it to his face? Yeah, I would. No, you looked away. That's a lie for everyone at home. You no, I so would. He, he's literally the DUI king. I, I don't respect king. people who get DUIs. I don't know. I think anyone on the radio and, and and he personally shot steroids into Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. He saved he, baseball. He personally injected them with steroids. Like he was like, say thank oh, you, you guys Tony, need some for juice? baseball. Tony, thank- we'll give you some juice. Say thank you, Tony. Oh. He didn't say baseball in the 80s. He shot steroids in their butts. Yeah, I know. Tony's a I, cheater and a drunk. And he's in the hall. I'm sure. If, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if he's divorced or married, but I'm sure a wife said that about him a couple of times. So. It, it will matter. He's a Hall of Famer, brother. So take that one to the now, bank. Now, going back to the other pod we did the other day, should people like Tony be in the Hall of Fame if they wrote on cheaters who can't even get into the Hall of Fame? I think Tony's resume speaks for itself without the steroid injections. How? The two World Series? Like, the first World Series he won was with Mark McGuire and Canseco. Then 06 was... There were people with steroids on that team, too. Oh! There were people. Okay, and and they had Albert Pujols, who was like a forty-five-year-old man already, but he said he was thirty. So That's different. They just love to. They just That's love to lie. Different. There's love, been plenty of those in the MLB. He just you know loves who? to lie. Look, you know who else loves to tell that all, lie? All I'm saying is, Hall of Fame manager Joe Madden would never lie. He would never lie or cheat. Will Bill Belichick make the Hall of Fame? Yeah, but Phil's Phil. Guys cheated. He runs like he runs the CIA at the NFL. Tony's Tony. That's my answer. End of conversation. Tony's drunk and a cheater. He's a drunk and a cheater. And he's my manager. Dude, you guys are gonna be in a bad spot when some he kicks the bucket in the next, you know, however many seasons. You think he's just gonna die as manager? I mean, he's seventy-seven, so like. Jeez, Sam, I've said some screwed things on here. I don't know that you were gonna say. I, that. I, I'm not. I'm not wishing it or anything. I'm just like, what are you guys gonna do if you like? He's so old. Like, he should be in a nursing home. He shouldn't be in a, you know, shouldn't be running a baseball organization. There's uh... and he's mean and he's mean to his players. He literally sent a player to AAA for no reason last year. So we have a 
We have an update on Nico Hobbs. It's a name that we've said a couple times here on the Mm -hmm. podcast. Former walk-on for the Hawkeyes. He is now the – he is a player development associate for the Chicago Bulls. Wow. wonder how Nico got that. To say say that doesn't shock me would be an understatement. Kenny Williams is as his – stepfather anyway that it you know it's it's fucked up i'm gonna say it though but there are people in the comments going uh sounds like a reinsdorf favor was it did it come out on twitter yeah it was just, i saw on his instagram bio it said chicago bulls and i didn't know what that meant so i just assumed oh got hired by him but i didn't know in what capacity you just thought you imagine? Oh, he's a bulls fan so you went know no, 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 I didn't think that, but you know what I I've assumed he probably goes up to Alonzo Ball and he's like, hey, you know what helped me when I played college basketball at Iowa? After Luca Garza and Jordan Bohan would get announced after the fire explodes at Carver Hawkeye Arena, they would throw me in a circle. My teammates pushed me around, and that's how we won games. I, I was the missing link. I was the rag doll. Yeah, I was the rag doll. You yeah. guys should do it too. Well, that was uh, – I saw that come across my feed today, and I could not believe it. He's made it. Nico's made it. Can you imagine if Nico Hobbs ended up being the GM of the Bulls one day? No. Luka Garza gets a max deal. I've Jordan Bohannon no comes problem. out of retire. He comes out of college basketball retirement at 36 years old, and he's like, hey, I can still play. He's sure. not, he starts coaching at the Cedar Rapids YMCA to come play for the Bulls. Yeah, for real. I had it taken the stands um, when I was at the Purdue game. Zach Eady and Jordan Bohannon will be playing on the Harlem Globetrotters together in two years. Well, maybe. No, they're going to be on the away team for the Harlem Globetrotters, the, the team that the Globetrotters the always beat. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they like lose every time. That's the team he'll be on. But the thing with Jordan Bohan that's so funny too is the fact that like, and it's insulting also is he's literally going to pass Aaron White on the all-time scoring list for Iowa at three soon. And like, dude, like Aaron White one is a legend, two did it in four years, and Jordan Bohan is just going to be propped up. Like the thing is. Jordan Bohan is going to have these crazy stats, and people are going to be like, why is Jordan Bohan's number not retired by Iowa? But it never will be because he did it in six, seven years. Yeah, I'm, I'm, always, gonna, I'm always curious to, the, to wonder if they're going to retire it. Uh, Iowa basketball, man, they got to figure it out in general. I, it looks like I, I want them right to now. retire Cordell first. And Sam just somehow left the Zoom, ladies and gentlemen. So, like I said, this is now the Mac minute. Um, I didn't really plan on this happening, but now Sam's coming back. The Mac minute has now finished. It was like 10 seconds. Yeah, quick technical difficulty. Um, no, I want Cordell to get retired before J-Bo. <laughs> Another king of DUIs. Anyway, what are we, what are we wrapping yeah. this, this hoe up on? I shouldn't have just called this show a hoe. That was bad. Yeah. Favorite game of the playoffs so far? Okay. Um, I think 
that's a toughie. I loved the Rams Bucks game, but I don't want to go chalky and say Chiefs Bills because everybody and their mother loved that game. That game was an anomaly, and we'll never see something like that again this playoffs. But that Bucks Rams game had everyone thinking. Yeah, that's what I was going to. This was Brady's like come back yeah he's doing it like he's doing it one more time they're gonna go to the super bowl like here comes the devil yeah no i thought that for sure it was it was brady and you gotta give also credit i loved the football game that the niners gonna make that throw yeah i mean the box themselves but the niners beating yeah no in lambeau that was badass that was nice that was badass that was nice that was that was nice I don't get how the Packers can't win at home, man. Yeah, that was actually probably my favorite game because the Robbie Gold field goal, which is just so sentimental for Bears fans. Yeah. It was just so nice to see Robbie. Like, who knows if he's coming back next year. For him to have that in his, like, back pocket, I'd beat the Packers at Lambeau in the playoffs. Like, to go on a run, so good for Robbie. So, so, so good. Can't. Can't ask for a better storybook finish to a career if this is the end for Robbie. I would assume it is. I mean, the guy could barely stay healthy yeah. this year. I think he's probably going to call it a call it a career. Ne- but... Never miss the playoff field goal. Hey, that's goat shit. That's goat shit. I I'm in the hall. That was goat shit. He's definitely hall bound. Definitely hall bound. But do we got anything else before we wrap this? Um, no, I think we're good. Mm, trying to think if there's anything about the Bears that I've thought about recently. Mm, well, James Daniels is due for an extension, 24-year-old. I think he could do oh, four I, years, maybe $6 million, $7 million per. I think Poles gives I've it to actually, him. Actually, I haven't gotten to tell you this story off the air, so I can tell you on the air, actually. Huh. So, fun little story real quick. So, as you know, Jack, I had to stream – the rest of the AFC championship and the NFC championship game mm. um, on um, on Sunday because a group of my friends went to the Wisconsin Dells this weekend. I wasn't able to go, but they were all there. And my buddy brought his laptop to the Dells and he left it in the safe in the cabin, drove all, right. all the way back to Iowa City, right. checked his laptop bag, and he's like, oh, it's my computer's there. in Wisconsin. I need it tomorrow. So my friends call me and they're like, hey, we're picking up in 10 minutes. We're going to Wisconsin. And I'm like, uh, we are? Like, uh, why? Now, okay, I want to stop you really quick. When I was told this story, the first thing I would have said, if that was at, or told to me, I would have said, no, no fucking chance. I'm going to Wisconsin right now. I'm watching so, so, I, so I wouldn't have, but it was one of the two or three people I would have. Okay. The reason I did it was because I knew that if I was in that situation, the person who lost their computer would have done it for me. Okay. And if I didn't go, I wouldn't hear the end of it. Respect. So respect that. And it was one of those things. It's senior year, Jack. Homework's done. We're chilling. Don't have class until 1 p.m. on Monday. Might as well go on a little road trip with the boys real quick. Like, why not? You know, there might be a story that comes from it. No, I was not. Oh yeah, you because were because we were the streaming the games. Correct. Yeah, so we had that on the office. Correct. But so 
<laughs> one of my buddies who came, he has a car here, but didn't want to take his car to Wisconsin. Sounds so we had to take my, we had to take my buddy's brother's car. Guess what type of car it was? A four door 2003 Hyundai Sonata. No, we took a Prius. Hey, so before we, you say so, anything, I've ridden in a lot of Priuses. You couldn't even convince me if I was asleep that that car was on. Quietest riding car in the world. Oh, it, it honestly wasn't. I'd never been in a Prius before. I actually kind of liked it. It was like not that bad. Silent. I had a space. You couldn't hear it coming down the street if you were wide awake no. with coffee in no. your system. No chance. Dude, it was in silence. I like that. And so what happened was go on this road trip. We pick up the laptops. We go to had to hit a mac and cheese place before we went. Got some fire Wisconsin mac and cheese. Then we drove back, got back at like 1 a.m. And then we saw a kid we knew walking back from the bars, hammered 1 a.m. on a Sunday night. And then we rolled down the window to say hi to him. And he's like, McDonald's? And we're like, uh, we don't want McDonald's, but hop in. So we took this kid real quick to the McDonald's drive-thru, dropped him off. And then it took him a good 10 minutes to close the door to the car because he couldn't figure out how to close the car door. So that capped off the night. So was it worth it? So the life lesson is don't leave your computer in a safe in Adele's without leaving and checking first. So, got it. So don't fly when there's an ice storm because you have to de-ice and don't leave your computer. Oh, in and the I didn't tell you about the other two things that my friend did when we drove back. Oh, and I'm boy. not going to name them because I'm not going to put them on the spot here. Good man. But we So to get to the Dells, you have to take like the highway, then side roads, highway, side roads type of thing. Jeez. So keep in mind, too, there, <laughs> there, are no, there are no street lights anywhere. This whole drive, basically. They're not. So as we're driving back, my buddy has to turn onto this other road. Well, we're driving for a minute. And we're like, this feels wrong. We realize he's driving on the wrong side of the highway. And oh. we were driving straight towards the semi, semi truck. Oh. So we quickly were able to skirt out of there. But if we didn't realize it for another like two seconds, we would be having a really different type of podcast right now we you mean i and i wouldn't have a co-host <laughs> true <laughs> and then we're driving we're like 20 minutes out from iowa city and my buddy says oh look there are a couple of deer and they're running across the street and he almost hit the deer in the prius and we would have died no 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 that's a myth i've hit two deer in my life you don't die that's a fit that's a myth. yeah but in a prius in a Prius when the leg's kicking up and we almost hit it? Mm-mm. No. Oh, you'd, be, no. You, you'd be okay. My buddy, does, my buddy does not the coordination once we hit the deer to make sure we steer to safety. That's why I think we would have died. My but, first ever time I hit a deer, I was 16 years old driving home from PT with my mom after my knee surgery. And I was on a – it was like a, a, a dog leg right kind of turn. And it's like a mm-hmm. you're going 45, 50 on this turn. This deer came flying out, and like on the right and left, there's ditch. And this deer came flying out, man. And I like, I was an all star. I was like an F one driver. Hit the deer, hit the brakes, just moved a little off the road. I was in the gravel a little, not in the ditch. Deer didn't die because I'd slowed down so much because I'm such a good driver. Um, 
but then I later thought that deer died within like 10 minutes because the oats got him. So that made Ooh. me feel good about the circle of life. But moral of the story, if anybody ever wants to know what it feels like to hit a deer, ask me. You probably can't control it. It'll just happen. It, it is what it is. Deer are stupid. They're very stupid. That's why we hunt them. <laughs> yeah, we like you, like you go hunting all the time. I've been hunting. I've just never hunter. gone. I've never been. I've never been deer hunting. I've never sat in the stand or sat in the woods for hours and waited for a deer. But I've gone pheasant hunting. Deer hunting is uh, it's a very tricky process, especially getting the tags and the seasons not very long. See, I know hunting. Don't ever try to come at me. I like found this hunting. You'd, you'd go hunt. You'd go hunting while you're trying to click refresh on Twitter in the middle of the woods with no reception. Pro- probably, I'd be like, "Hey, I want to know if there's any transactions today between the Bears, the White Sox, or the Blackhawks, or the Bulls, for that case." I just got to make sure it's like 7:30 a.m. Probably. Yeah, I'll, I'll check. Yeah. yeah, sure. But you got anything else? Any other stories of driving uh, the Dells? <laughs> No, this was the one for me. My buddies had to drive like 10 hours, though. I, I got six. I got lucky with six. Did you sleep at all? No, because my other buddy rode with us. He fell asleep, so I felt compelled to stay up. So how long of a sleep did you have Sunday going into Monday? Mm, four hours. Here, guys, Sam's grinding. And, la- and, then, and then last night, I was up really late. I just couldn't sleep or whatever. I was up till like 3 a.m. and had to wake up at 7 again. So I'm, I'm riding on eight total hours of sleep in the last two days. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're still listening to this podcast right now, just know that Sam is grinding for you. I know. He cares about you. Okay. Tune into this for Sam. He's grinding for you're you. Welcome. This is, you're welcome. This, this is his tour right now. This is his, I don't even know how to compare. This is like when, uh, was it Kobe had like eight games of like 50 points in a row? Some shit. Yeah. yeah. This is, it's like you right now. You it's it's going like on. keeping a snap streak for like 2000 days. It's just commitment. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a snap streak for years. I think they're so dumb. You don't even communicate with your streaks half the time. I hate that. You, yeah, just send no, the, you, just, you, you just send the message and then you move on with your day. And I'm like, this is, this is bullshit. I don't it's so transactional. It's so transactional. Very much. It's like, I let me get my fix of like feeling wanted right now. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. If you guys want to keep listening to our TED talk about how social media is ruining our generation's brains, tune in next time. Like always, not the same time, same place. We'll see you guys later. Just the stop button on this bitch.